Hey, what's going on? This is Matt Bowman, and this is Matt Bowman is Bothered. And this is the fifth time that I have pressed record today, and I'm about to declare war on Ukraine myself. That's how pissed off I am. I'm about to join Pootie Poot, Pootie Poots, and just open up a second front from the West because... Judas Priest, dude. Uh, every, I mean, talk about, what is it? Fucking Occam's Razor, Pascal's Come, or something. Whatever it is where it says, like, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's what's happened in the past 15 minutes as I've tried to start this podcast on multiple occasions. Judas Priest, dude. I freaking, I sat down to to do it. Then um, I, I was, oh, shit, that's not plugged in. So I had to plug some shit in. Okay, we did that. Then I sit down, and I don't know what it is with every flipping time I try to do a podcast. My cats are just like, well, we would like to be on because they just, I haven't seen my cats all day. I've, I've been up, well, not as long. I, I not as long as I should be should have been up, but I've been up for uh, many hours now, and I haven't seen my cats at all. I didn't even I forgot I had cats, and literally as soon as the red light comes on, they're just like, and they come over and they try to knock shit over. So I had to get up and I had to push everything out of the way, and I took Rooney and I threw him in the bedroom because Ted, the fat one, was asleep. He was asleep over on the chair. I was like, I don't have to worry about his sorry ass. He's snoozing. So I lock Rooney in the bedroom. And as I come back to sit down, I crawl over everything. And I get in and I knock water over onto my laptop. Now, if you don't have any money like me, you will truly understand just how much of a heart attack I about gave myself. I do everything on my laptop. I do stand-up, podcasting, work, calls, other things on my laptop. And I was, I, I mean, I saw my life flash before my peepers, and I just screamed out, no, just like I was freaking like Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back. Just like, all right, man, that's a little much. That's the reaction that I had. Just no, no. What's going on with his mouth in that scene, by the way? It's a little much, Mark. Thank Wonderful performance, but Jesus Christ. So I had to stop and I had to do that. And so I calmed myself down. I tried to just be calm. Just fucking whoo, follow the sweet, sultry sound of my voice. All of that. I tried to calm it down and I did that. And then I started again, started the podcast again. And then who do I see but Fat Chunks McScruffin Pants, him fucking self, Tedward, Tedward Scissorhands, my fat son of a bitch cat just comes comes over and immediately knocks the fucking camera over. I punted him into the Hudson River. He is a street cat now.
from the streets he came to the streets he shath return and no i locked him in the bedroom again but i dude i mean i am i am on one dude i think i'm i think this is what they would describe as on one because that's what i'm doing judas priest all right calming down Whew. it's gonna be back i've been uh i've been off for two weeks and uh yeah the first week was uh, i just got really busy um and then the second week uh was laziness and then i got sick I think I'm still a little sick. I th do I, I think I kind of, I might sound sick. Maybe I just haven't recorded in a couple weeks and I forget what my voice sounds like. But I, yeah, I think I, I'm still a little sick. I mean, and I've, I took NyQuil a couple times. Dude, can we talk about NyQuil? Man, NyQuil is a some bitch, dude. I mean, NyQuil's a some bitch. Like, dude, last night I took NyQuil and smoked some weed. Bro, I woke up in 2025. I mean, talk about a deep sleep, dude. I my I mean, I was snoozing. I was I was out stone cold Steve Matt Bowman. That's what I did, dude. I zonked out. Like I can see how people are addicted to drugs. You know? Like I, my brain just hit, my brain hit the snooze button. My brain was just like, mm, not right now, 18,000 times in a row. And just like, I mean, I, I went to bed in July and I woke up and it was tax season. Like, holy Christ, dude. NyQuil, that'll knock you the fuck out. It'll also make meth, I think. I think that's how you have to do, or maybe it's like, maybe it's pills that you have to do. You can't use the liquid. I don't know. Whatever it is, people are smarter than me. Um, but I took NyQuil and I was Audi. I was Audi 3000. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to recover from being sick, trying to figure it out and it's going okay. Again, I don't yawn. Unless I'm on this podcast. There are 15 things that only happen when I try to record this. And let me tell you, dude. None of them are amazing. Whenever I try to record this podcast, all of the worst aspects of my apartment come out to play. And it's more than mildly annoying. That's all I'll say. Um... So yeah, what's been going on uh, with with me? I've been hanging out. Uh, Sam and I are moving. We're moving to the grooving. We're moving to a new apartment um, at the end of the month. So everything, my apartment is everything everywhere all at once. And it's definitely not getting nominated for an Oscar. It is getting nominated for a fucking, I don't even have anything to say about it that's my apartment is in disarray um moving is ass moving like there's nothing good about it um that's i mean that's just all that there is to say about that um you can go ahead and come in it's fine 
I'm so mad, dude. I've had to restart the podcast seven times. I spilled water on my laptop. Like I dumped a whole, I dumped a whole glass of water on my laptop. It supposedly it's fine. And then fucking as soon as I come back to sit down, I haven't seen Rooney all morning. He comes over, knocks the fucking camera over. I throw him in the bedroom. Then I come back and I sit down. Teddy's been asleep for six hours. He comes over, knocks the fucking camera over. I am, I'm, I'm fucking furious right now. Do you have a cat? Yeah, for, it's probably for like 80 bucks. But money nonetheless. I don't know. I might even just leave that part in here. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm furious. Okay. Now that you're home, you can't, you gotta, you gotta get out of my eye line. Hell yeah. You gotta get out of my eye line, though. You can do that in the bedroom. Everything's. I, 20 minutes. Okay, 20 minutes. Give me 20 minutes, please. Judas Priest, son. I mean, I know the title of this podcast is Matt Bowman is Bothered, but it is, I mean, I am bubbling with rage. I mean, to quote Dave from Hot Rod, I am green with jealous rage right now. Not even jealous, I'm just green with rage. I don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about. I think I was talking about moving, but I've decided that I don't want to talk about that anymore um, because I don't have anything really that funny to say about it. Um, what else is going on? Wimbledon is happening right now. Wimbledon is being played, and I don't... Who is... who? Who Do we care about tennis anymore? I mean, I don't, do we care about tennis anymore? I mean, like, I mean, real people, not Europeans, like fucking, uh, they're always doing stupid shit. Like they're, they're still playing polo. It's like, what are you, what are you guys doing over there? Get, shut up. Um, and Wimbledon specifically is very, like, it's just very pump and bup, bup. everybody has to wear white and you also have to be white. That's a new rule. Um, it was an old rule and now it is a new one where you have to, you gotta be white to play at Wimbledon. Um, I mean, if it's not a written rule, it's definitely an unwritten rule. Um, but yeah, Wimbledon's happening again. I don't know who, what is, who is the target demo for tennis? Tennis is, a, tennis is easily a sport that just like you happen to be like at a bar and you just see it on, you're like, oh, shit, fucking tennis. Oh, yeah, okay, I guess that's on. It's like the the Australian Open is the funniest one because it's played at the bottom of the earth in Australia, and it's so it's live at, like, 2 a.m. So you'll be out on, like, a Saturday night, and you'll be kind of fucked up, and you're like, are they playing fucking tennis right now? I think they're playing tennis right now. And they are, and it's the Australian Open. And it's on at 3.30 in the morning because no one gives a shit. I mean, after, I mean, Djokovic is still playing and Nadal is still playing. I believe Federer might basically, as soon as those three go away, what are, what do we do? There's some new kid from Spain, uh, Alca Alcatraz, Alcatraz, something like that. I watched him play 
a little bit yesterday or the day before. You pray good. But I mean, like, I don't. Mm, that's kind of how I feel about. And I feel like the majority of people are kind of just like. But then again, if it's I like watching stuff that means something. I like watching sports that mean something. Um, and so, like, if it gets to, like, the end of the tournament, like, the semifinal or, like, the final, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. But if it's on, sure, why not? Knock yourself out. Have a good-ass time with Wimbledon. Um, yeah, I don't know who their target demographic is. From what I can tell, it's just, like, I don't know, uh, it... The target demographic for Wimbledon is just your rich uncle who is way too into the women's game for some reason. Um, that seems to be who's watching tennis consistently. I would watch more tennis. I would watch more Wimbledon if the men and women swapped their grunts. I think that would make shit more entertaining. You know, like if Novak Djokovic is out there and rather than being like, Ugh, uh, if rather than doing that, he was just like, Ooh, Ooh, like he's playing Galaga. Ooh, Ooh, that would be fun. I would enjoy that because then it's just be like, oh, this is this is very silly and very funny. And everybody's wearing little matching outfits. That could be a fun thing to do. I would watch the hell out of that sport if just like and then if i don't know if like serena williams i think she retired but if she was still playing and she was just like huh, i mean that is kind of what she sounds like regardless but you know what i'm saying just oh huh, just like some eastern european girl yeah like that would be cool i would i would it would be much more entertaining at least to the casual viewer than than it is now. I couldn't name a single U.S. tennis player. I couldn't name, outside of the people that I already named, I don't know anything about who that... And maybe I am just out of the loop. And that's very possible that I'm just out of the loop. Because I just turned 30, and I immediately, I mean instantly became my father it was cr like my balls are so close to the toilet water now dude it's wild like i look down and i'm like dude if i cough i am dunking these boys you know i mean what do they say when you're when you're not just like oh you drop the kids off at the pool it's just like yeah i don't think i'm supposed to be waterboarding my future kids which is what i'm i'm inches from doing it was alarming it was truly a long... I looked down and I was like, there is not that much space between toilet water and testes. It was weird. So yeah, maybe I'm just out of the loop because I turned... I'm, I'm 30 now. And I honestly, I don't like it. It freaked me out. I find it uncomfortable. And I just don't know anything anymore. All of my burps are hot now too. What's that about? What's how no matter what I'll eat oatmeal and just bleh, Kilimanjaro what is happening just whew. 
I mean, my back hurts all the time, but I mean, like that, that has been a consistent thing. I don't know. I think everybody, I guess I thought I had more time is what I, is what I think I'm trying to say. I thought I had more time before shit really hit the fan. And I'm not going to take any personal responsibility for any of my physical ailments. As you know, as I've discussed many times on this podcast, never take personal accountability for any of your actions. Everything is always someone else's fault. And anything that happens to you should be blamed on someone other than yourself. I think in every scenario that really does just make things better because then you never have to own up to anything. And that is truly freeing. It's also the American dream. Never owning up to anything has been the official American foreign policy for about 60 years. That's just kind of been... Hey, guys, uh, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? Uh, I don't know. They, they just shot us, and we, we had to go in there. Yeah, well, you kind of went a little hard, no? She's like, no, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's kind of been the way that we've approached most of it for a while now. I don't know, dude. I feel like I'm all over the fucking map today. I have no plan. I have no plan. I don't know. Part of me is just like, I honestly didn't really want to record today because I haven't had much to talk about. I haven't had anything that's just been like, oh, that's, I have, I have 10 minutes of an opinion on XYZ topic, uh, but I know that I just need to just keep doing it and get back in the groove, um, get back in the New York groove of doing the podcast. And so that's what I'm trying to do and I'm trying to figure it out. So let's see what else I can talk about. Oh, yeah, that was wild. I did, I hosted a show the other night uh, at a comedy club in the city, and I hosted a show for five people. So if any of you are just like, I would like to try stand-up comedy, I bet it's awesome. Heads up, you're going to be hosting shows for five people. And I start the show. And I come up, and there are five people there. There's one dude by himself. There is a couple that is on their fourth date. That sucks. That's That stinks. And then another two people that are together, and I come to find out the guy is 15 and the girl is 14. How did you get the... How did you get in here? You bought tickets. They let they sell booze here. You're you're not allowed in J.C. Penny without a guardian. How the fuck did you get into this comedy club? So now, and of course, they're sitting like right fucking front and center. And so I'm talking to him, and then like the girl is his cousin, and she's visiting from Germany. So so she barely understands what the fuck I'm saying at all. And. The couple, thank God, they were, like, having a fun time. I actually, I just was like, hey, what's going on with you guys? Because you can't, for five people, you can't, you can't just go up and rip jokes. That's weird as hell. And they're all, like, they're not sitting next to each other. They're all, like, dispersed and just spread out all over the place, dude. And so I'm kind of talking to them. I go up, I do 10 minutes, which felt like an eternity 
because I was barely, I wasn't able to do bits. I tried to tell jokes and then they just were like, mm -mm, nope, this is too awkward. And I'm like, you're right. Whatever you're feeling right now, whatever awkwardness, uncomfortability, any of that, whatever you're feeling is the correct emotion to feel in this scenario. And it's my job to fight everything that your brain is telling you that this is weird and sucks. And so I did 10 minutes. I bring up the next comic. He comes up and does 10 minutes. I can't even be in the room because I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this shit at all. And so I left the room. I come back in. He finishes his set. I go up and I'm like, keep it going for Steven Paladino, what, whoever the fuck it was. And as I'm bringing, getting ready to bring up the next comic, the couple that was there they kind of, they just like kind of stood up and they were just like, they gave me a wave and then they walked out the door. And I'm like, I can't even be mad because that is almost objectively the correct decision. And they knew they had to get out of there first because if they leave, because if, if somebody else leaves, there's too much pressure on you to stay. Like the three, they were staying. They were staying no matter what at that point because unless they were cold-blooded killers, they knew that they couldn't leave and just, like, leave one guy. They couldn't. They knew they couldn't do that. So the couple, I, like, hats off to them, man. Like, I, I would have... I hope in that scenario I would have done the exact same thing, but i don't know like it like i i said on the mic i was like i can't even be mad at those people like they were that is the correct decision i will i don't want to be here either and i'm being paid i can't imagine if you paid money to come to this yeah it was it was a shit show left right and center and we had a yeah it's, it's what it is and that's what most of the when you start stand-up and it's not like I've even just started. I've been doing it for several years now. But, like, that's what a lot of your shows are going to be. Is shitty shows with barely any people and trying to fight through it. And ultimately, that is what makes you a better stand-up comedian. Because you have to fight through everything that your body is telling you of like this is wildly uncomfortable and in this case wildly inappropriate because i was essentially just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with two minors and that is not something that somebody with this kind of a mustache should be engaged in at any point or juncture and so yeah but that's what that's what can be annoying to me. What that's what can get under my skin. What can grind my goat, um, is that there there's lots of people that like kind of skip the step of doing shitty shows or like skip that formative stage of doing stand up, and they don't know how to be uncomfortable. And they don't know how to navigate when you're not set up in a perfect scenario 
for stand-up. And I'm not saying that I'm like a fucking savant. I'm not saying I'm the Magnus Carlson of stand-up by no means. But there is there are lessons that doing small, extremely shitty shows teach you. And you miss out on that if you just only do shit on the internet and then kind of try to translate that to live entertainment. You've got no shot. Because you, you, it doesn't translate. Like, it's one take and it's right fucking now. You know, I'm not saying anything that's, like, fucking groundbreaking, but I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, that was, that was something, wasn't it? I really hope I don't have to host a show for... It was definitely... I mean, there were more comedians at the show than there were audience members. There were... There was me, there was three, four, there was five, there were five comedians that were there. There were supposed to be eight. Two of them showed up and were like, never mind, and got the fuck out of there. And then some other guy, I think he got like beat up the night before or something, and so he didn't come. Mm. Bummer. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was also the shortest show I've ever done. I think it was like a 45 minute show. Like I did, I did 10 and then four comics did eight each, and then everybody got the fuck out of there. You know, like, normally I, when you do stand-up, like, you'll, you'll ask the host, like, how much time am I doing? And then I'll ask the comedian, when do you want the light? And so, obviously, the light is like, hey, you've got a minute or two minutes left in your set. And sometimes people will be like, oh, give me, like, a, a one-minute light, give me a two-minute light, whatever. And sometimes people will run the light Dude, nobody was running the light here. I, people were doing eight. I lit them at seven. Everybody on the dot was off at like seven, ten. Seven minutes, ten seconds. They're like, get me the frick out of here, dude. I am not going to spend any more seconds of my precious little life on this here stage. I'm getting out. I'm leaving. And that's fair. Again. I wish I could have done the same, but I had to be there. And that's where being the host of a shitty show is the absolute worst because the audience feels how shitty it is and they understand that it's very uncomfortable and they blame you, the host. They, they're like, because you have to go up and face them every single time. Like if you go up and it's on a shitty show and you go up and you do just a spot, and then you leave, you get to leave, you get to go home, you get to go to the subway. I don't, I have to keep coming back up. And so like every time you just see people just being like, mm, why are you doing this to us? And it's like, I couldn't explain it if I tried. Um, I, my childhood, I need, I have a need for people to like me and I'll say yes to any show that I'm offered. And in this case, it was this one, and I have to be here contractually until the very fucking end of it. That's kind of how it works. You know, that's kind of how it works. I feel like I'm getting sicker as this podcast is going on. Like, my earlier today, my nose was not this stuffed up, but it is now, so I don't know what's going on. Did I write anything else down? Oh, I miss... Let's, I'll end on this, I think. I'm, I'm talking like I'm doing a set. I'll end on this. Let me leave you folks with this. Shut up. Just tell your last fucking joke, you moron. Um, 
everything is obviously like streaming. We're living in like every, every everything's a streaming era now. Everything barely anybody has a cable box. If you go to somebody who has a cable box, you show up to their house and they've got like a box. You're like, do you have bodies in the closet? Like how, what the hell is going on here? What's going on? What is this? And what the fuck was I going to say? Oh yeah. So everything's, everything's streaming. And I think the biggest casualty of only streaming stuff is that you don't get to see nearly as many low budget local commercials anymore and i think that is a travesty because those things are just about the funniest things you've ever seen in your goddamn life it's always like a car dealership with a guy who has clearly never been on camera before in his life and has been convinced to do this commercial by his like 22 year old marketing major niece and he it's watching those guys try to deliver their lines is hilarious they're here at bob honda's honda civic civic service dealership on the corner they always tell you where it is like people don't use google maps for fucking everything they're like on the corner of 22nd and and Dixie Boulevard. Who gives a shit, dude? I'll t What's the name of the place? I'll type it into Google and I'll be there in 30 seconds. Like, you don't need to give me... You don't need to triangulate your fucking position, dude. They do that. Or... They're, like, they are the king of, like, the little pop-ups. Like, it's not even... Like, they don't even... They edit in, like, iMovie. It's just like, deals! We got deals and deals and... Rah, 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 like, unnecessary sound effects just out the ass. What a what a time, dude. You miss those things. You don't get to see the, everything's... Now it's just like a fucking dick pill commercial and another beer campaign and all of that. You miss the locality. You miss the local zhuzh that you used to get. You miss out on it because everything is now just a like because they don't have any fucking money to like buy ad space on Hulu. Get the hell out of here. The only time you see those types of commercials is when you're watching like a live football game. Other than that, you're not seeing shit. And that's a shame. Because I would really like to know where the second largest BMW pre-owned certified dealership in the tri-state area is i would love to know where that is but i can't do it now because of all this goddamn streaming and so i think that's bothersome and it uh gets under my uh, under my skin so all right this has been quite the shit show of an episode i've had 15 heart attacks i'm about to die uh, so please rate, review, subscribe, everybody. Please like and follow all of that shit. Matt Bowman comedy everywhere. Um, I have threads. I'm on threads now, which is a lame ass name. Let's be honest. Um, I'll talk about that maybe later, but yeah, follow me everywhere. Thank you guys so much. Stay bothered folks. Bye.